Welcome, dear listener, to another Geeking on Sports cast. As always, my name is Kieran, and joined today, today again by my good friend Alex. Thank you for being here. Ayo. Ayo, indeed. And, and before we get into this, I'd like to just give off a few shout outs. So, one, Canada's men's soccer team, brilliant victory over Costa Rica. It wasn't pretty, it certainly was oh. not pretty. Uh, and there were some streakers on the, on the field as well, so that didn't add to it. But uh, a clutch goal by Jonathan David. Uh, oh, the keeper dropped the ball, uh, dropped the ball, went right to Jonathan David's left foot, and he just tapped it in. Uh, but you know what? We need victories like that. Um, that's how we're gonna get three points, and that's how we're gonna hopefully make it to the World Cup. I'd also like to say, uh, some F1 today. Uh, Lewis Hamilton coming off on first, Mercedes, big win for Mercedes, Max Verstappen, uh, unhappy as always in a second position. Uh, shout out to Jackson. He's a Max Verstappen fan. So yeah, yuck. Uh, and then Valtteri Bottas as the third. Um, so that was, that was a fun race today. And as well, uh, cricket T20 world cup, a uh, big win for Australia over New Zealand. Um, you know what? I, I was rooting for New Zealand, this tournament, uh, you know, you got, you got to go for the Kiwis. They're the smaller team. They don't have the bigger players and, I mean, it was a val- it, it was a, it was a well fought battle, but of course, uh, not of course, but you know, Australia came out on top, and they're they're not always the best T Twenty team, but when the games matter, they tend to come out and they come out strong. Uh, I think this is might be their second or third T Twenty World Cup uh, victory, so that that's a that's a big one. Um, my poor Indian team not doing so hot. We did not make it to the semifinals, so oh well. Anyways, moving on to the hockey, it was a crazy week, or has been a crazy couple of weeks in the NHL. Uh, lots of up and downs. I think in the last time we were speaking about the Toronto Maple Leafs, for example, they weren't doing so hot. Uh, fans were burning jerseys, fans were throwing the jerseys on the ice, and now they're doing well. So, uh, but before we get to Toronto, let's start off with your Ottawa Senators. And I mean, recently they're they're going on, uh, in, they have an injury bug, they have a COVID bug. I mean, there's there's two different things happening in their uh, locker room. So walk us through it, what's going on, and uh, with this going on, can they improve, or is this kind of where we see them at for the rest of the season? So I'll just tackle your, your first kind of question is like, you know, what's happening with the injury bug, and obviously more so COVID. Um, they right now have nine players out, uh with covid or covid protocols they also have one of their 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 associate coach jack capuano who's out as well um i mean for the most part their core their kind of top end players are still there kachuk shabbat batherson norris um so it's not been all their kind of high high profile guys but you know you're missing matt murray connor brown you know austin watson um your entire supporting cast yeah yeah um but honestly, I think, you know, they're four, nine and one pretty horrible start um, similar to last year. Um, the past, I'd say four to five games, they've been really, they the COVID outbreak kind of ensued. So, um, and obviously uh, I think honestly, almost as big a, a loss for them has been the, their depth at center with the, with Shane Pinto being out. And sadly he, he re-injured his shoulder last night and it looks like he'll probably be out for another. It looked like he, he, he um, separated. He re-aggravated it. Yeah. Um, on a face off on a, like a nothing, it wasn't even a, so um, kind of have to question why he was playing if he got to re-aggravate it in his first game, like 20 minutes in. And then obviously Colin White towards Labram, 
in preseason and it's out till probably February, March, but yeah, this team, I think the biggest thing is their lack of, you know, good defensemen. Uh, if you look at up and down their lineup, even last night with missing four or five forwards, you're like, that's a decent forward group. It's not world beaters, but it's not a bad one. And, and Norris, Kachuk, and Batherson have looked really good this year. I don't think that's been the problem. Batherson especially is, I think, 16 points this year in 14 games, so over a point There's a game. There's some TSN analysts and other analysts saying that he has a potential for making yeah, the and, and that, for and the that, uh, if, Olympic team. Yeah, and if he keeps playing the way he does, one, that contract he just signed this summer looks like a bargain. I believe it was six years at 4.9, so that's a great deal. But, yeah, I, I think this team, just their, their decor is just honestly atrocious. And weirdly enough, um, as well, Branstrom played, played, you know, been really poor to start the year, started the year all in the AHL, came up with the COVID situation, looked really good, and then breaks his arms out for two months. So it, they've just had really unluck, a lot of unluck. Uh, they've been really unlucky, sorry. And uh, their goaltending's actually been all right. Gustafson has looked really, really good. Uh, as he's played this year um even murray's looked all right but he got covid was injured or is he has covid now has been injured so th they've just been in a really kind of bad place and uh the thing i really want from this team is when they were playing josh brown um delzato all this big minutes even holden um they just did not look good especially josh brown mete they just did not look like they should be in the NHL for that matter right now, um, at least not loading even, you know, significant minutes. And with the COVID outbreak, Lassie Thompson's played the past couple of games. He's looked really good, you know, good on the puck, which, you know, they're a lot of their defensemen aren't good at other than Zub and obviously Shabbat. Um, Bernard Docker came up. He looked pretty good. Not crazy. I think he's more, I don't think he's NHL ready yet. I think he still needs to be, but, you know, I think, in a weird way, I hope management learns from last year and said, okay, when Zub came up, when Pinto came up, the team started to play better. And even though, you know, you kind of want those veterans to be kind of um, blank or kind of uh, kind of be placeholders for when the players are ready, you don't want to rush anyone. At a certain point, you need to play the best players. And if they're 20, 21, it doesn't matter. You should be. Um, especially with this team right now that shouldn't actually be as bad as their record suggests. So I think the only thing I would say to that is, is you have to be a little cautious with bringing out your young players. Cause if they're not ready to make that next step, that could be really detrimental to their, uh, you know, how they view the league and, and their overall development. Cause I mean, I, I I mean, from personal experience, I've seen a lot of that in Vancouver where certain players are rushed and it did not work out. Uh, prime suspect, Jake Furtanen. Um, no, but so do you think some of like Lassie Thompson and J Jacob Bernard Docker, do you think that they can make the next step up? I and, think I mean, if you were saying Brandstrom hasn't looked that great. But in the game, another year or two in the yeah, NHL. I, I think in the games he played, I, I think it's you see, look, how are they playing at the NHL level? Right. And I think you have to give them that chance, especially right now. I don't think what's the point in playing Josh Brown right now? He's not good. Mete, okay, maybe, but um, Delzato even. But 
I think they're they're yeah pretty mediocre players if if they're in your lineup they should definitely be on your third pair not your second Um, your seventh or eighth defenseman yeah exactly but I think with Thompson he's looked really good Um, and I think if they keep playing well keep playing them and if they start to slip then you know send them back to the AHL there's nothing wrong with that that's that's how I'd approach it if I'm Pierre Dorian in the management is if the player is playing well even if he's 21 keep him up because look at what happened to Zub last year he didn't start the season playing and then they realized I mean he's a bit older than the other guys but still he's a younger kind of defenseman and now he's you're playing Zub 27 minutes a game or whatever I mean it's not that much but he's your number two defenseman and he's been really good and why because he had the opportunity right and he ran with it and you wrote him right and I think that's kind of what they should do right now with the likes of Thompson I I I, you know I watched Bernard Docker last night I was at the game he looked good good on the puck he still doesn't look strong enough yet and maybe as good kind of on the puck yet I'd say to to maybe be a full-time NHLer while Thompson I think is a bit bigger body but I mean both decent skaters but um, that's what I'd do if I were them. And um, yeah. it just sucks with Pinto being hurt again because I found this really interesting stat on, on Sen's Twitter. There, Since Pinto's pl- – the games Pinto's played in this year and last year, the Sens are 11-2-1. And, and now obviously that's a small sample size. Um, and I'm not saying that's all Pinto. It's definitely not. But he's been really, really good. I love his game. I think he's good enough to be your second-line center right now. I don't mean – to be a a Stanley cup contender with him as your second line center right now. But I think he's ready to be in that position. Yeah. And he's shown it the games he's played even last night before he got injured, just really good player. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's kind of what will, you know, and I think the downfall of this team is lack of center depth, especially Mm -hmm. right now. And, and their decor is just atrocious other than Shabbat and Zub. Right. So before we transition it over to the Montreal Canadiens, I'd like to add two things. One, your new captain, Brady Kachuk. Congrats to him. Well-earned. I always thought I was going to go to uh, Shabbat, but hey, what the hell do I know? Um, And second thing for, for, if you're going to, you know, if, if players, if your young core are, you know, being brought up and then, you know, they're playing well, but then they have a few games where they don't do well and then you send them down. The only thing I worry is, you know, how's that going to impact their confidence and, you know, you really need to make sure that, okay, hey, we know you're going to do well. We just want you to be in a more able position. And this is not a move that is a detriment to you. Instead of playing you 10 to 15 minutes, maybe we want to play you 25 minutes in the AHL where you're going to actually grow. And I think you just need to make that. And I think the prime you know. example of that is Batherson. I won't go too on like too much on this point, but the year – that COVID kind of broke out. Um, he, he, you know, he started playing this, I think, or actually it might've been the year after, I think it was 20 or the year prior in 2018, 19, he had a little brief spell in the league, you know, and then they sent him back to Belleville and he crushed it. And then the year after they kept him in Belleville and kind of, you know, nurtured him. He yeah. played a couple of NHL games here and there and wasn't kind of producing. He wasn't, you know, you know, breaking, you know, records or anything. So they sent him back down and he played the majority of the 18, 19 and 19, 20 season. And, you know, the HL, I think he won the MVP or was like, was like amazing that year in Belleville, mm. uh, Batherson as well as Norris. And I think yeah, that's the game. 
I think that's the approach they should have. And I think with the way Thompson has played specifically and even Brandstrom up, I think you like give them the chance. And if they earn it, you know, with the games, how they play, then keep them up. And if, you know, they're not and they start slipping after a little bit, then just do exactly that and say, hey, we want you to play 25 minutes a game, as you said. So I think that's what they're doing. And and I trust the management, albeit I don't like their defense uh, offseason acquisitions. But yeah, I don't think many teams do. Uh, Okay, Montreal Canadiens. My goodness, this this team. Okay, you lose two of your top three centers, you bring in Dvorak. I, I don't personally rate him more than a second line center. Uh, you know, Weber's out, Perry, Carey Price is out for his own, you know, mental health and well-being. Um, I think there was a message where you, there was some, like, substance abuse issues as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could be mistaken yeah. with that. Yeah, no, no, um, no. yeah so, but my goodness, this this team, I think their success last season was really just part of the, part of their success was just the Canadian division being awful. Yeah. And then they had a few opportunities that they managed to take and they out, they out uh, performed some teams or they just got lucky in certain situations. And now we're seeing kind of what, you know, th- more of where they're really at and, you know, the lack of hard skill on their team and like true talent, their, their lack of true, true talent and, and bonafide superstars or anything like that. Top end um, I think that's what you mean. Yeah. Pardon? Like the, the lack of like top end talent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, their number one center in Suzuki, I, I question whether he's going to be anything above a 55 to 65 point player. I don't, I don't know. I might, um, and I if that's your number one center, that's not good enough. I might push back on, on that a little bit. Cause I think this year his stats have actually been quite good, even though the team's been, obviously not doing very well but yeah like he, he's actually been almost a point per game player this year albeit their team's yeah. bad I actually trust him being a number one center in this league I think he's that good but who's Dvorak I think is a second line center but he needs really good wingers as well right I don't think it's just he's a you know a dominant kind of player or yeah. like kind of a, a huge impact player more than you know if he's your third line center too that kind of makes sense as well um he's like a he's like a 3a kind of you know second line center or i don't know what the right way he is but. he has high-end potential but he's not the most trustworthy in certain scenarios yeah and and he he, he you know recent like the, why, why they got him was because he he actually did very well on these really poor um really poor Arizona, Arizona Coyotes. But the thing is he was their basic, essentially their number one center, right. Getting even more playing time. Right. And uh, right now that's not the case. He's their second line center and he only has five points in 16 games. Like that's, that's not good. Like that's just not good enough. And yeah. um, obviously they sent Caulfield down, which I think actually was the right move. I think um, he was sent back up though. I'm pretty sure. He maybe. Uh, I know, I know he had four points in five games there, which isn't world beating, but clearly, you know, playing at a decent level. Yeah. The AHL. So um, I think this was maybe not, I don't think they're as bad as their record is right. Kind of like the Sens, to be honest, they're, they're not a, you know, a great team, but I don't think they're a, you know the base well, ba- at the basement level team right and obviously you're missing carry price and 
and you're missing Shea Weber, like that's huge to know Cockney Emmy, like, and that you've really replaced it with Savard, who's a decent defenseman, but not as good as Weber, you know, but but he is, he does add a certain defensive ability and some grit as well. It's just, I mean, there's not so many players that are like Shea Weber. Exactly. Yeah. And this team, I think, you know, they came 18th last year in the regular season in the whole league and they made the finals. Like, you know, it wasn't like they were, you know, had the eighth best record and made the finals and just got a hot goalie, but you know, their, their play last year didn't indicate it throughout the whole year before the playoffs wasn't in, was indicative of a team that they are right now. Right. No, that's true. Right. But, but there were parts where we, we saw, okay, that there are some, like this team had a bunch of ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um, uh, like, I, I think, I think what you mentioned about the, the division made, you know, a huge thing, right. They, they beat the Leafs in a series. I think, you know, in the end they, they, they won it and the Leafs were afraid to win and tried to play not to lose. Right. But yeah. they did it and price was amazing. And so they've just had a lot of adversity and, if I'm them, I'm just gonna see how good uh, Shane Wright is at French because he might be there in in a couple <laughs> in a couple months. If I'm a Habs fan or a Sens fan, I'm I'm hoping that's the case. But or a Canucks uh, fan. Or a Canucks fan. Yeah. Uh, you haven't. You haven't your there. first round pick yet, right? Good. I don't know. I I can't. <laughs> I can't even. You uh, okay. Any any more uh, thoughts on Montreal Canadiens, or are we good to go into Toronto, please? I don't know what happens if Al- Allen's and concussion protocol um, oh no if 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 they are playing with montembeau and i think Prim- they, they play with them last game yeah they're gonna they're gonna lose them even more so um right. yeah anyways that's that's all i have to add all righty so we'll, we'll see what happens in the coming months and i think uh canadian fans perhaps you might be getting a top 10 nhl draft pick anyways uh, moving on to moving on to Toronto Maple Leafs uh, fans. I, I I mean this is always the same story. Leaf fans overreacting. Uh, it's not uncommon. Um, but you know what? They're looking really strong now. Their their players are hitting. Um, their top end is hitting. My only worry is that it's really their top two lines that are really doing well. Uh, led by Captain John Tavares. I'm pretty sure he's the only player there with a point. Well, okay, only player with a point per game. Ooh, the other players are, what, like 0.8 per game kind of thing. So it's not like they're not doing well. I think um, – Pardon me? I think Nylander is too. I could be mistaken. Yeah, yeah. I think Nylander is like 14 and 15 and then yeah. something like that. But, uh, you know, what? their top-end players are doing well. Morgan Riley is doing well. You know, the other uh, top few defensemen – it's really okay. Is there enough supporting cast, especially with this team uh, being so front loaded with their contracts? Um, is there enough for the other lines to be good? But even if they're, you know, playing at a, a gener- general, like decent level, are we going to see the top end producing like what the top end should be doing for the playoffs? And I mean, in the past four years, we have not seen that. So are we going to change? Who knows? Yeah, no, like just to go on that point, I think what you said is right. And that's the byproduct of how Dubas has attacked the cap situation with, you know, Marner and, and Matthews and Tavares being paid so much. I honestly think in a weird way, 
Oh, I think the Nylander contract's actually a bargain at this point, but yeah. Um, so I'm not going to begrudge him for that, but um, yeah, it, it, it makes sense, right? Like they, they can't, they have limited amount of money to kind of spend on, on secondary forwards and they've spent, sorry, they've spent a lot of money on their decor as well. Right. Like Muzzin, obviously Riley got the big extension, which. Right. So now next season he's going to be making 7.5 mil. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's probably honestly not a horrible contract. I mean, maybe at the end it, it probably will be, but, um, you know, you have Marner and Matthews in your prime right now. You kind of have to go all in, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, Muzzin has not been the greatest this year. Hall is is out of the lineup now, which is a stunning turn of events because they protected him. Um, I think they probably would want that back again if they could, because they got Jared McCann, who's a really good player, um, who's now on Vegas, and and they decided to keep Hall instead of him. But no, I, I think I think the team's good. Uh, with Mrazic out, I'm very worried about how who their backup is. Although they won last night with Wall Joseph Wall um, playing, um, but the Mrazic contract hasn't been good so far. So. It'll be interesting to see how they do as the year progresses. If Mrazic's still out, are they just going to lose a lot of games when their backup plays? Do they have to play Campbell more than they want to? So the, the, I, I still think there's a lot of kind of stuff with this team right now. But overall, I'd say I, I they're obviously immensely talented, especially their their you know their top six and um, Bunting's been pretty good. Spezza's been all right, but. Um, yeah, they don't have as much offensive depth in their lower end of the lineup, but um, they also have more talent at the top than most, almost, you know, yeah, 85. They're definitely front loaded. So, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So I guess then are we going to – I think it's fair to say this is pretty much the Toronto Maple Leafs. They, they needed to be more consistent and they had a slow start especially with the Matthews and Marners only having, I think like a couple of points in the first five or six, yeah. seven games, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but we're starting to see what they actually are. And um, I mean, on, on paper, they are a top three team in this division. You'd expect. Um, now it's a little odd with Detroit being there, but <laughs> at the same time, you know, uh, Lightning are three games behind Toronto, Detroit, and two games behind the Panthers. So you'd expect them to start winning a bit more. And, and once they have the same amount of games, you'd expect them to be there. Um, and Bruins, I mean, Bruins have been interesting this year. They've been good for some games and not so great for other games. So I think we need to wait for a few more games just to see what they really are. Um, but they've also only played 12 games. So there are a few behind. Yeah. Pardon me? They have games in hand. So. Yeah, exactly. So that might, that'll probably play in their favor. Um, but Toronto just, we expect them to keep it up. And, and they're, so long as their top players are doing well, then uh, they're going to make it to the playoffs and, and Jack, if they get adequate goaltending. Um, which, is, sorry, I was just going to say that Jack Campbell's been immensely good this year. Um, mm. I'll get up his stats right now, but I'm pretty sure he has a little below uh two goals two again goals. Yeah. yeah 
two goals against 9.39 save percentage. That's Vesna numbers. Yeah. Um, and and I don't know if the like the whole team itself has been that good defensively as a unit, but um, he, Campbell's been immense. And obviously you get good goaltending in the NHL. Um, and what's interesting is they're 25th in goals for this year, mm. but 10th in goals allowed. So their defense has been still all right. But th- and that's I, also I, this really slow start that they had. Yeah, and I, th- I think that goals per game is going to go up as, as the season progresses, you'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. It, it would be odd if it wouldn't, if it doesn't. Alrighty, uh, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, I mean, <laughs> where do you start here? This, uh, I think we both thought that this team would be a top three team in the uh, Met- uh, Metropolitan Division, the Central Division. Uh, they've been, they've looked, they've looked really good. Um, currently they're sitting at third place, right? Tied for second with the Predators, but they have a game in hand. Um, and they're one point off from the first place team, which is the Wild. So I think, I mean, real Kyle Connor, you know, 100% making Team America. He's been lights out for the Winnipeg Jets. Um, explain to me what has Cop done to be, you know, an offensive juggernaut right now? I mean, I mean, you could have seen it coming last year. Um, I think last year was his real, real breakout year. Um, and also, I think the the year prior, the the year with the the pandemic in nineteen twenty, because of all the guys they lost, um, and because they still didn't really have a, 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 a they didn't have a second line center the whole year, he was thrust into that position um, because Little got injured and has has been out basically since. And he kind of took over that second line center that for so long they had, you know, been missing. And he hadn't, he didn't live up to it in 1920. It wasn't as though he was this juggernaut as he, you know, he's been this year, but he got the opportunity to be in that position of playing with the likes of line a and Ehlers and, and guys like that. And, and in 1920, you know, he, they, it wasn't incredible numbers, but he was put into that position. And I think it kind of gave him that, you know, that, the the ability to kind of get used to a top six role and then last year he was just dynamic and and awesome and had 39 points in in 55 games which is a at least a 50 point guy which is a you know great numbers had 15 goals and this year he's he's been over a point a game and he's just he's he's nothing crazy flashy but he has a good shot he's really hard on the puck he try you know he has a great work ethic great on the boards um, just a smart, smart hockey player, you know, and um, the thing with the Jets right now, and, and I like we, we can talk about that a bit um, later, but they kind of have three, not first lines, but like top six lines, uh, like they have really three second line or better lines right now because of how much, you know, forward depth they have, even with stats need being out, like basically the, the games that they've been generally healthy their first line or whatever their top three lines is Connor Dubois, Shrechnikov, who's been a really good player. The brother of uh, Andre, yeah. I can't say his name. Um, or, yeah. And then there's another line is Statsny, Cop, Ehlers, which is a really good line. And then Shifley, Wheeler, Lowry, which Lowry isn't really known for his offensive prowess, but you know, that's kind of the players have been, you know, that's been their lines and, and it's changed a little bit with injury, but 
you just look at their forward depth and they basically have seven, eight really, really high end forwards. Um, And, and obviously cop is benefiting from that, but also, you know, he's 27. He's been on the team along, like they've all been playing together for a long time, other than Dubois, of course. So um, yeah, he's just a really, really good player. Nothing crazy. It's going to be sad because he's not going to be back on the jets next year, just because they have no money to pay him. It's not a, you know, I don't, and I don't think he, I think he knows that. That's why they signed him to, he, he's basically their, their, their trade deadline pickup with the the deal he signed. So i um, really happy for him. Seems like a really good guy. And I think this team honestly can, can win the cup. Like I, I'm not saying they are, but they're in, for me, they're, they're that good. They're, they're that, they're that good a team. You have Hellebuck, who's one of the best goalies in the world. You have, you know, a forward group that's super deep, super talented. Your decor now is actually good. I, I wouldn't say it's elite, but it's it's good. So mentioning the decor, what is what has changed to enable them like or how can they go a step above where they're at right now? Like how are their decor playing currently? They they started the year pretty poorly, to be honest. They they gave up a lot of goals. Um the, and against not the greatest teams, although for some reason, somehow San Jose and Anaheim have turned out to be good this year. I don't really know. And, and the Kings. Um, Kings actually, they, like, if you look at that, made a bit more sense. That made a bit more sense to me. But um, no, they, they started out the year really poor, really poor on their own end. Um, but then again, you know, you add essentially three new guys to the lineup. I, I'd add Stanley to that just because he wasn't a consistent player last year, although he played consistently in the playoffs but um you know dylan's looked like a really good player schmidt has been awesome especially offensively and and i think with the jets they could never get the puck out of their own zone because they didn't have guys that could defensemen that could really do it other than a morrissey or pionk um and pionk is just like if like i'm sure he's not you know most people don't know him especially like the people team uh people that follow teams in the Eastern conference, but he is in my mind, a really, really high end defenseman. He he's, he's a workhorse. He, he has a little mistake in him here and there, but he tries his butt off. He's physical. I don't know how many points he has, but he's almost, a he's point not point big, point. but he, he uses his body and he's body. good at positioning. Yeah. And he has a great shot. Um, and he's just been great this year. It, it's so funny how they won that Jacob Truba trade and in, in retrospect, but, well, especially with that contract that Jacob Truba signed. Oh. I know. Eight million. Um, so yeah, I think this team can win the, you know, can go far. They actually have a couple guys that are kind of interchangeable that they can put in and out um for their decor if they do have injuries, which I always think is important, especially in the playoffs, because you're always gonna have injuries. Bolia like is you know in and out of the lineup, but he's an NHL defenseman. I'm not saying he's better than a a bottom pair role but he he can play that you know they have Hanela who's been all right in the AHL but I think if you on a lot of teams he'd probably be playing um you know on like you know half the league he'd probably be in their lineup Dylan Sandberg's been out the whole year but he was someone that really was coming up in in, in the the moose the past couple of years and I think probably by at least the you know, next year can definitely be an NHLer. So they have guys coming up on their decor, which I think is really important in the playoffs. So 
Um, we'll definitely see what they can do. They can't do much in terms of a trade midseason just because of cap. But uh, yeah, I think they're I think they're a, a Stanley Cup contender. I'm not saying they're the favorite, but I, yeah. I think they I think they can definitely win the cup. I think it reminds me a lot of that 2019 St. Louis team actually, uh, just the way it's built, um, just big um, and just a lot of depth, especially offensively. It'll be interesting to see what will happen to this team because obviously, as you mentioned with the cap, I mean, Pierre-Luc Dubois, RFA, is making five mil right now. You know, Paul Stastny, he's making 3.75. He's a UFA. Andrew Kopp is a, a UFA as well at 3.64. So, and you have, well, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players that are in the UFA, RFA boat. So, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. And it kind of feels like you're going to have to go through a new phase with bringing up new players and so on that are going to, have to fill out those roles because obviously you can't re-sign everyone. So uh, that'll be interesting to see what they do in the off season. And then also, I mean, this, this season right now, you know, they're juking it out, they're duking it out with the wild the predators. I'm a little surprised the predators and how well they've been um, eight, one and one in the last 10 games. And, you know, obviously with the Jets there, Blues and Avalanche. Um, I want to see the Avalanche get going. They haven't been where they've been at, you know, in the last couple seasons. And they're definitely a better team on paper than they are playing at. Uh, I guess it also doesn't help with McKinnon being out injured. But, I mean, they have a ton of talent. They have a ton of talent. And they they cannot be the fifth best team in this division. Yeah, um, they don't. I don't think they will be by the end, but uh, yeah. yeah, that's. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, it looks like honestly five teams and then the stars could maybe duke it out if they get going. Yeah. No, I think the central division arguably is maybe the best division in the league. Um, I think just with the depth and maybe not as high, there's a, maybe not the most high end team other than maybe sorry, the avalanche, but no, I think, I think that's definitely true. It's, it's a really competitive division and um, yeah. it'll be interesting to see. Like for me, the only team I don't like the jets against is, is the abs. I think other than that, I, I, I wouldn't say they're like heavy favorites against the rest, but you know, I don't think they're kind of at a disadvantage. Um, yeah. I think with Colorado, again, it's always about their goaltending. I, I don't know if, I don't even know who their goalie is. That's kind of the sad thing. Do you Colorado? Know? Yeah, who's their goalie? It's uh, Kemper, Darcy Kemper. Kemper. Yeah, he's a good goalie, um, and he has decent numbers this year. I just checked, but yeah. uh, like that's kind of what I'm. I'm always a bit worried about with with them. But uh, yeah. it'll be an interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it all turns out at the by playoff time. Yeah. It's never. Never a dull occurrence to watch the Jets. They're always they always have something going. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, just small market prevents them from getting more TV time and so on. Yeah. Alrighty, Edmonton Oilers. As always, it is the Drysaddle and McDavid show. Uh, although you know strong contributions from Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Hyman and Puliu Yarvi, they've all been close to a point per game. I know Hyman has eight goals this season. A ton of those being on the power play. Um, but of course, it's it's always to find success in the long term and to find success in the playoffs. This team cannot just rely on Drysdale and McDavid because, as we've seen time over time again, we, we, we see 
teams shutting down those lines. And when teams shut down those lines, what else do they have to contribute? And it's looking very much like a, they're going to be good this uh, season. season. Yeah. But what are they going to really offer in the playoffs? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I I completely agree. I, I think the thing is, is, you know, how, how does their bottom fit, you know, their bottom six and their, their, you know, their decor kind of handle, you know, the playoffs. I think they're definitely going to make the playoffs unless somehow McDavid and Dreisaitl both get hurt at the same time for an extended period of time, which I guess is possible, um, but probably unlikely. And they've both been pretty durable for the past couple of years. Um, I'll just throw a really, really weird stat at you that I just found on, on, uh, Nugent Hopkins, you can tell that he's not driving play, um, or maybe he is, but interesting set. He has 17 points this year and they're all assists. That is one of the weirdest stats I've ever seen in my life with regards to a hockey player being that efficient, but no, not even scoring one goal. Um, that's really weird. Um, but what happens when you're with the dry sidle. Exactly. Just give him the puck and he'll score. Um, yeah, and and I do think you know people talk about that Jets series and how they, you know, the, the Jets kind of slowed down McDavid and Drysidle and, um, you know, t- as best as you can, um, in the playoffs and swept them. That all the games were one goal games. That's kind of hockey for you, right? And I think for me, it's less about how you know how you know the the depth does is how, can they grind out wins cl- that aren't five three or six two right like i think that's kind of can they have a defensive kind of identity as it's less about even you know secondary scoring as much for me as how well they play defensively and i don't trust their goaltending in the playoffs they've been good over so far but do you trust koskinen who's been good this year for them and do you trust smith who's 40 i don't um you know like uh and you know maybe yeah so i just that's my my big worry for them. Yeah. No, and then also, do we trust McDavid and Drysaddle on the opposite end in defending more and learning how to um, not, you know, or learning how to be defensively uh, minded and, uh, you know, not only worry about scoring, but also worrying about being able to defend and prevent your opponents from scoring. Because if you're better at preventing your opponents from scoring goals, then you're probably going to come out on top. Yeah. And that's what we normally see in playoff hockey. And that's the biggest worry with this team is because they haven't taken that step yet. They don't do that. They just try to outscore their opponents. And that's what we've seen with Toronto as well. That, that's been their philosophy. And time and, you know, we, we, we just see it fail. I will and- yeah, I will push back on the, the the Leafs just because they were good defensively last year, even mm-hmm. in the in the playoffs they were. Um, but I, I I agree with your point. For but for, generally speaking, their their yeah. motto has been outscore their opponents. I mean, that's what we've seen in the last yeah five. Well, really, whenever Matthews came in, so five ish years. Yeah, the the one thing I'd say for the Oilers, and it, it sounds kind of it's a weird kind of comparison, but. For me, the team, I think if I'm them to try to win the cup, because I think they can, that, you know, you have McDavid and Dreisaitl, you should be a cup contender, um, even with, you know, 
I think that the guys they have around them are good enough. But look at that 2017 Penguins team where they yeah. had no decor. Like their decor was Hainsey, Trevor Daly, all guys that like old. Um, they had they had uh, Schultz. Schultz and Latang were lights out, but Latang no Latang in 2017 was out the whole playoffs. They didn't even have Latang. And oh, I'm thinking the next season, right? 16, 6, 26. Yeah, wow. They had Schultz. They had Schultz, but that's the kind of team. If I'm them, I look and Brian to, Dumoulin. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> they, you know, that team and the way they won was in the finals. You know, in Game Six against Nashville. You know, they kind of had a you know um they got lucky at some points how did they win they won a game two nothing right and they Mm. scored in the last minute or so um and they got completely outplayed but they had good goaltending and they played well defensively because Crosby and Malkin were always pretty good defensive players not Mm. Phil Kessel but um so (laughs) that's kind of what but that's what I'm trying to say is I think for this team that's the blueprint you know their decor with Nurse is it's okay it's not great but it's not horrible but that's the blueprint is you ride your big boys and then you get goaltending and you play good checking defensive hockey in the playoffs and and I think you know I don't see that from them right now but that's the blueprint that's how you win with you know not a lot of depth other than a couple guys yeah no, I agree. And it'll, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what to make of the specific division. It's just to me, I mean, I think we got a lot of our predictions wrong for this division, uh, mainly with the California teams. I, I think really with the California teams. Uh, but let's let's change change it over to the Calgary Flames. They're you know provincial. Uh, rivals, these you know, teams started off quite strong, but I think it has to be said that with good coaching, you're gonna do better. And when they actually brought in a competent coach that has won, they mm-hmm. looked like a better team. Yeah, but now, I mean, they've lost three in a row. What is going on? I mean, you know, are we seeing a regression in the team performance, or is this just kind of like a little fluke? I mean, I think a little bit is a fluke. Like they lost to the Leafs in uh, in overtime, at least in, on Friday night. They play the Sens today. My dad's going. Um, took my, stole my tickets, but um, he, stole your tickets. No, 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 no. I gave them to him. He, he but uh, I think <laughs> I think it's just a little dip. I don't I don't think how good they were to start the year was completely reflective about how good a team they are. I think they are a top like a top team kind of maybe at that 10 to 15 you know like a you know not just a like a playoff team but like a good playoff team kind of thing um i think what you look at this team and their decor is really good i really like killington oscar or is it shillington i don't know how you say it but um he's been really good if you look at their decor anderson hannafin hannafin's you know all right but he's i think a good defensive player markstrom Markstrom's been great. I think you were right about Tanev Tanev as being an analytics darling. I don't think, you know, I think he's kind of the Dano for defensemen. I think that's kind of how I see it is, you know. He's not going to provide anything offensively, but he is good defensively. He's he's great defensively, right? So um, that's kind of how I see this team. And, And you look at their top guys. I think Lindholm is a star. 
Um, They're same- getting some secondary scoring as well, but Monahan has been below par. And I think if I'm a, that's kind of a glass half empty or a glass half full kind of conversation for, for Flames fans because sure, I think he has six points or something in the, I think it's five or six. Yeah. Six. Um, So you think, well, he can be better than that. Um, But also, you know, you're doing so well without him. Is that indicative about maybe he doesn't have a lot of time left on this team? I I don't know. Um, I think Mangiapane is a real player for them. I think he's a top six player. I, I think, you know, he's been selected to like the list for like Team Canada for the Olympics. And I, I think that's actually a right pick. Honestly, he's a really good skater, super hard on the puck. He's, he's, he's not exactly like Andrew Kopp, but it's that kind of player. I think he's a bit better to be honest, but um, like overall, but he's a really good player. So um, obviously they have Kachuk and, and Goudreau has had a, you know, a bit of a bounce back year. And you look at their decor, it's really solid. Um, mm. They're just a really, really solid team and they have really good goaltending. So I think they're definitely they're not working marks from the death. Like they're they're changing it up. Yeah, and the Vladar guy who I've never heard of before seems to be doing all right for them. So uh I think that's I think they're definitely gonna be a playoff team, even though with the recent skid, they'll most likely win tonight um against the Sens. So um I think they'll probably bounce back tonight, honestly. Um, especially yeah. with the Sens on a back to back. I think the biggest surprise was just seeing the Golden Knights not hitting off, but of course they had some yeah. key injuries and well, their their team is built around a few of those players. So when your team's built around those players, it's it's hard to find success. But you know that they're they're eight and two in their lot they're eight two in their last ten. So clearly they're they're bouncing back and we're gonna see them in that top three position. They're already third place right now in the division. So yeah. we can expect them to be there and remain there. Um, especially when they get some of those players back. Um, I guess with Calgary, let's just see what, where they go. And on paper, and this has been the thing in the past few years, on paper, they look good. But it's it's how what the coach gets out of them. It's it's how they end up playing. And that's always been the other side of it. And we, we, we didn't see that. We didn't see them doing well. But, you know, now we're starting to see them playing well. It's just last couple of games haven't been great but haven't been terrible either. So yeah. I, I'd expect them to go back to some kind of winning ways. Um, whether that's third place or fourth place in the division, I don't know, but they should be in that conversation. No, exactly. I, th- I think it, you know, I won't really harp on it too much, but it kind of goes back to last year and what happened. Cause you think about it now, they could have been the second best team in that division quite easily. They should have been. They should really? have honestly on paper that should have been the 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 second best team. All due respect to to the Habs, Jets, and Oilers. Um, that should have been the team. So, we'll we'll definitely see how it kind of ends up this year. But I think they'll make the playoffs, especially in that division. Um, I don't see those. I don't see San Jose holding up. I don't see. They're, they're starting to lose more games. Yeah. They are. And, and, and um, I think the only real team in that division that I'd be worried about is Vegas to go on a bit of a run and the rest, you know, I, I think, I don't think Vancouver is as bad as a record. So I could see them coming up a little bit back, but we'll, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that to Vancouver. But uh, I think especially in this division, I like them to probably come third. I, I find if, if McDavid and dry are healthy the whole year, I feel in the, in the regular season, they're just going to outscore teams and, and get more wins than 
I think the Flames are actually, although Goudreau's never been good in the playoffs. Um, they're On paper, more, they look like a better especially team. Especially with their the decor and their goaltending. I think that translates more to the playoffs. And their decor is relatively young, so. Yeah, yeah, like basically. They're all around that like 23 to 26 age mark, yeah. right? So they can build off of it and they can be a juggernaut for a little while. Yeah. All right, switching it over to the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, I mean, where do we where do we really start? Uh, it, it's 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 hard to piece out this team because I think you said that they were going to go second overall or no third third overall in the division when we first might have said about, second. I think I might have. I think you said second. I think I said third. So yeah. boy, clearly and sorry, listener, what the hell do we know? I mean, we're not trying to lose our fan base, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, this team is awful. And we see the flaws. He Like, there are so many flaws to this team. And, I, you know, okay, after having Benning said that this team is going to be a playoff caliber, you know, for the fourth or fifth time, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Uh, this team is not built well. This needs to be the end of the Benning era in Vancouver. Although he has drafted some good players, beyond that, it has been a mess. And I pose to you, what is this team? What is this identity? What is, what is this team? Like, what are they built on? You know, we have the worst PK in the league. If I mean, barring if, if they made some improvements in the last two games, they had the worst PK in the league, their power play, which should be a top, I'd argue a top 15 power play in the league is playing at a top or bottom 10 to bottom five to bottom 10 power play in the league it's bottom 10 bottom 10 there you go uh we're not great offensively we're definitely not great defensively uh we're not built tough we're not built fast what is this team what is this identity i i don't know i i I really don't know i that's the worrisome thing and and i was gonna you know it's in my notes because I've been, you know, following a bit of Vancouver media, it, there is a little bit of a thing about is Travis Green's job safe? Um, I think it's still a bit too early in the season, and honestly, I wouldn't mess with, you know, play with fire. I think he is a good coach, yeah. but I think when you're, I haven't watched enough Canucks games, but all I've heard about it is it's about intensity, it's lack of effort. Those are the things where you get okay, that's a bit worrisome, right? Um, you know, if you're, you know, playing great, but Pedersen is just not firing and he hasn't really to start the year. Okay. Well, whatever. Right. Um, I think to be fair, that decor is not that good, especially defensively. I don't, I don't think, you know, they gave up seven goals last night. Um, two games in a row, seven goals against two games in a row. Yeah. And I, I, you know, maybe they don't have the, you know, the best defensive forwards, but I don't think, I think you look at that decor, especially with the injuries they've had. Like who's you know who are you playing? Brad Hunt, Burroughs. Like I don't know these guys. Um, Brad Hunt is like a consistent sixth, seventh defenseman. He like he's serviceable. Yeah, but yeah. he's not but, fantastic. But you get what I mean. Myers yeah. Myers can be a pylon sometimes. Um, well, and, and, and that's the that's the interesting thing because right now Vancouver is not playing with a top four defense. We're playing with a top three defense with Myers playing the most minutes. 
he's sharing the minutes with Oliver Eckman Larson and he's sharing the minutes with Quinn Hughes. And then the bottom three is Tucker Pullman, although he had that really stupid two game stick, like just slashing. I can't remember. I, I can't remember who it was, but on the head, I think it might have been like Samuel Girard, just yeah. slashing him on the head with a stick. Um, what a dumb thing to do. And it's like, that's player safety. I mean, why are you slashing someone's head? Like, mm-hmm. that's, it's beyond ridiculous and we cannot see them in the game. But yeah, like our bottom end is Tucker Pullman, uh, Travis Hamannick. And of course, Travis Hamannick only having one shot of the COVID vaccine. He can't go uh, out of the country. So <laughs> he's not playing most of the games until he gets that second shot. Um so yeah, Kyle Burrows, Brad Hunt. I I don't know. It's it's not a winning lineup. And then we when Benning says, okay, we're gonna do better, and, and this offensive our our top four our, our forward lines are gonna do better. Well, okay, they greatly overestimated on what Dickinson can provide offensively. He has been really, really solid defensively. Like he doesn't get scored on. Mm-hmm. But he's not. He's also not contributing anything offensively. So, really. Oh my god! One they, goal. One, yeah. Yeah, it's like what two points in the year or something like that. One goal in twelve. One years. goal and that's it. That's yeah. It. So really, he's great defensively, but he's not doing anything else. Um, it's only the Bo Horvat line that has been consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and also. Paul Horvat's taking, I'm pretty sure, like 75% of our draws. Like, he can't do that. Like, yeah. You need other people taking face-offs and other players playing. Uh, you know, Patterson has not been great. He's had a really slow start, uh, which is really worrisome. And our, our top line hasn't been great. I, I don't I don't know. It's just we're not firing. I mean, of course, when your special teams aren't doing well you're not going to find much success. Especially when it's the penalty kill. like Exactly. Exactly. We're letting in at least like a goal or two per game just on a penalty kill. And that's, and that's why I mentioned coaching, because that's something that is much more tangible to, to, you know, like if you, you know, if you can't get saves, if you can't score just because guys aren't firing, that's not really, you know, that's not a system. That's just, you know, the way it is. Right. But with penalty kill, that's something that, you know, obviously their decor isn't great, but is, are they that bad that they should be 32nd in the penalty kill? No. I, I, I honestly think so because their forwards that you have playing those positions aren't great penalty killers to begin with. I mean, we're playing – Dickinson should not be a center on the penalty kill. He should be playing on the wing for the penalty kill. Um, it's just we, we don't have the – forwards who know how to penalty kill well or at least like Tyler Mott's injured um that's not helping I think Brandon Sutter is a decent penalty killer he's injured but that can't be an excuse and then obviously like defensively who the hell are we going to put on the penalty kill it's not it's not going well yeah I mean I I will say like I, I haven't watched the games but it doesn't even though Demko's numbers have been bad I don't think he's been bad he's been good and Halak Actually, like with his three or four games played, he is, I think, like a two goals against per game. Yeah. We're not helping him. <laughs> like, yeah. And he's lost to every single one of his no, games. No, and I, I looked at your games. stats. You're not even 
you're not even as your worse goals for than you are goals against um, in the league. Like your, you know, um, which is just an interesting stat because normally when you have the worst um, penalty kill, you'd think it'd be, you know, but like your 20, your 27th in goals, which is really worrisome. Yeah. And 19th in goals allowed, um, which honestly, I think 19th in goals allowed, you'd probably take it at the start of the year and say, okay, that's not horrible, horrible. Something I mean, you can build on. Yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm, I feel like you're not going to be 27th in goals all year. I think, you know, Besser still has been also as well, been a bit slow. Um, I think that's kind of why I still think the team's going to be all right. Um, obviously you're in a, you know, you're three games below 500 right now. That's not a good start. You need to, you know, yeah. um, change quickly. Uh, but you're in a division that lends itself to being bad right now. You're only six points out. And obviously that is a lot of points, but it's so early. Like you go on like a little four game winning streak and you're, you know, a point back. Right. So I, I think with this team, it it's, they have to, you know, and you get to play San Jose, Anaheim, LA. Those are, Anaheim tonight. Yeah. And uh, like, those aren't the greatest, they, they're good teams, but they're teams that you should be able to get points off. Right. Uh, even, you know, um, the Oilers and, and flames and Vegas hasn't been as good and are injured. So I think just overall they'll, they'll be okay, but it's definitely a worrisome sign. It's not the way yeah. you'd want to start. And I think eventually Pedersen will be good now. Will he be Calder level that kind of good? Uh, it doesn't seem as though he will be, at least not right now. That but... line currently, the the lotto line, as they're called in Vancouver, the uh, JT Miller, Pedersen, and, and Brock Besser line, they've been one of the worst in the NHL. At least on five on five, they've been one of the worst. Yeah. Um, they're contributing, like, I think their percentage of controlled play is like 36%. And they're just so always weird. in their own end. That's that's just awful. And and that could when also, they were really good, like two seasons ago, they were one of the best lines in the NHL. That that could that could also be indicative of the decor. Like you can't other than Hughes and maybe OEL, who are you getting who's getting the puck out of your own zone? Right. That's like true. that's how I felt last year with the Jets. Like obviously I know Shifley and Wheeler aren't known for being defensive. I, I Wheeler actually was for a certain time, but Shifley's never been a great two way forward. But if, you know, someone on your team now, Tucker Pullman, can't get the puck out of his own zone, right? Yeah. Then, prevents you, then you know, running. then you're putting someone that isn't the greatest defensively in a lot of defensive roles. So I think that's something, at least I think, with this team is another reason. And if you look at their goals a game, you know, allowed, at least, I know it's early, but if the, you're 19th, honestly, I'm not even that upset. It's just, I thought your offense would be like 10th or eighth, right? It wouldn't be 27th. Yeah. So, and I yeah. think your talent wise over the whole of the, of the season will even out and maybe you're more like 13th or 14th in goals, but it has to change quickly. Cause you know, you keep losing and time's you know. running out. But that's yeah. the thing. So I, I think we, we give this team another five to 10 games. And then after that, we have a good idea of what this team really is. Um, but it is, it is a little worrisome yeah. already. Uh, that is the Vancouver Canucks. We are running out of time. So I think we're going to end it off there unless we have one more point or we're good. Um, I just want to say uh, listeners, I will probably be having a podcast sometime with Gord Miller Um it will it won't be with this podcast, but it, it's basically about 
is um, him being a broadcaster and everything. So um, kind of cool. First kind of big shot we might have on our kind of adjacent pods. So um, hopefully we can, I'm going to see if I can maneuver ourselves to even maybe get more hosts that are kind of like that. And maybe he can come, uh, someone can come on our pod. So we'll, we'll see how it goes, but yeah, another kind of thing to, for uh, listeners to, to be ready for in the future. Alrighty, looking forward to that and do check out that channel. Yeah. Alrighty, thank you, dear listener, for tuning into this week. And till next time, take care.